Satnam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I are appreciative of your vital role on this planet in an ever-growing global community. For it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. There's an old child's rhyme, and it goes hip bone connected to the thigh bone, thigh bone connected to the knee bone, the knee bone connected to the shin bone. Da 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 da. Well, we're talking about that connection in the vitality of health. There's a connecting mechanism between all parts of our body. It's a net. It's a network. It's like rubber bands holding us all together, holding each one of us in our shape. And that network is known as the myofascial network. Every individual bone has it. Every individual muscle group has it surrounding it. And then they are connected to everything else. And the way that this network communicates is the way that the universe itself communicates and that's in what is known as resonance. Resonance. Frequencies, vibrations, literally music. There's a thing called the silver cord which comes in through the crown. And if you've ever been witness to a person who passes away, if, you're, if they pass away at night and there's very dim light in the room, you literally, you literally see, it's like, it's like a puff of smoke or a puff of steam that just comes out of the top of the head. And it's like the most unreal experience. And that is literally the disconnection of the silver cord. And now people are calling it a silver cord instead of C-O-R-D, C-H-O-R-D, because it is literally it is literally a resonating frequency. And your resonating frequency is exactly you. My resonating frequency is exactly me. It's just like when if you have your phone and I have my phone and we're right next to each other and someone calls you, my phone doesn't ring. 
your phone does. Because the message that is being sent, the signal that is being sent, has the exact frequency, the exact resonance of your phone. And the same thing holds true in the cosmos. Science and, and soul science, hard science and soul science, are going to be recognizing how much they have in common over the years to come. And so your silver cord is exactly resonating with your frequency. So the messages for you are coming in through that silver cord. The messages for me are coming in through my silver cord. And then once those messages come in through the crown, they come down through the third eye, down through the hypothalamus, just above the roof, of the roof of the mouth, down through the throat, down through the tongue and the throat, and they come into the thymus gland. And that's not only the pace setter of the heart, but it's also a moon center. The moon centers are the lower jaw, the thymus gland, and the navel point, the belly button, that umbilicus. These are the moon centers. The solar centers, the top of the head, the solar plexus. So as that frequency comes down in and comes into the thymus, what then happens is that the thymus registers in with the heart and the heart beats out the message. And not only does the heart send blood throughout your body, but it sends a message through the myofascial network, throughout your body. I am sad. I am glad. I am joyful. I am fearful. I am doubtful. I am hopeful. You are sending this message, sending this message, sending this message. And that message is coming in through whatever you are tuning into. Are you tuning in to the world around you? Let me grab that, that graphic. Are you tuning in to the world around you and society? Or are you tuning in to just your personal group, your personal family, your personal circle of friends? Are you tuning in to your ancestral lineage? Are you tuning into all of them, consciously or unconsciously? And or are you tuning into the universal mind? Do you do something every day? Do you do something every day that causes you to tune into that universal mind? Causes you to tune in to that silver cord, to the resonance of what is coming in as a message to you. a message from the cosmos, a message from the creative cosmos. And that's why we do kundalini yoga and meditation because it helps us 
differentiate between what's coming in through our friends and neighbors and relatives, what's coming in from society at large, what's coming in genealogically from our ancestors, and what's coming in from the pure clarity of a soul-based message between the creative cosmos and our purpose. This is then transmitted to every cell in your body through your blood and through your myofascial network. All of which is being communicated from the heart outward. And as that is being communicated from the heart outward, It gets picked up by the entire network of the body. It gets picked up by your, by your stance. I'll get to that in a moment. It gets picked up by your stance, your intention, your motivation, left, right. It gets picked up by your concept or your pelvic purpose. It even gets picked up in whether or not you stimulate the kundalini. And as you stimulate the kundalini, and we'll get to that graphic in a moment, you have a combination of the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. You have a combination of that dread, the sympathetic nervous system, and that hope, the parasympathetic nervous system. And it's that combination that you hold in balance and then choose an angle from that balance point, from that stalemate, and that's what sends the kundalini rising into the elevated paradox. And so the kundalini rises up through the shasumna, the spinal channel, comes back down through the vagus nerve. And, it, and through the vagus nerve, it serves all of the glands and organs all the way back down to the base so it serves all of the glands that are in your head. It serves all of the endocrine system. It serves all of your organs as they're performing their duties within your physical observation point. That's, this body is a physical observation station. This body is a physical, material observation station. And you're observing in this body through not only your five senses, but if you optimize the experience between your head brain, your heart brain, and your gut brain, you are in increasing that perceptivity to not only be using your five senses, but you also are using the rasa, the rasayana, the subtle senses, the vayus, the chakras, the gunas. You're sensing the tattvas. Your stance, it then gives you the ability to have a stance. A stance with balance. 
It's one of the reasons why people love skiing, hiking, surfing. Because these are those exercises that are that bipedal exercising, that two-legged, two-footed exercising as a balance. You know, we spend a great deal of our lives you know, walking on extremely flat surfaces, the, the floors of buildings, the sidewalks. But you should go and walk on uneven ground. You should take a hike in the hills where you have to step over things. Skiing is the same thing, you know, you're moving, you're putting different pressures on the legs, surfing, paddleboarding. All of these things are giving you a sensation that the stance doesn't have to be you know, fixated. There's a reason why they call concrete, concrete, right? Stance, just boom. No, let's, that's not how life is. Life isn't like that. We try to make life like that, and that's what causes us to live in frustration for so much of life. What we want to do is we want to change that frustration into the receptive stimulation that it is. Because a frustration is just an irritation and an irritation is just a stimulation. And a stimulation is just an ignition for us to have will the center point of the heart, enabled by hope, the lower point of the heart, and protected by courage, the upper point of the heart. We look at it here in this graphic. That hope, will, and courage of the heart, fed by the vagus nerve, which is, then, which is also fed prior by the rising kundalini. I mean, you can have a tired vagus nerve without the kundalini rising and then over life you become depleted. But if you keep that kundalini rising, then over life you don't become depleted, you become rejuvenated. And what happens in that rejuvenation is you consistently build that hope, will, and courage that will to take action. And in that, what happens is that you move into that outreach, the voice reach. And when you resonate with your voice, that resonates with mantra or with communication, that resonates through the Maya facial network. Any time that you're doing a posture with a tremendous amount of reach, tremendous amount of balance, a tremendous amount of stance, a tremendous amount of bilateral movement. You're working with that myofascial network. And as you stimulate the myo myofascial network, you're stimulating the tension, pressure, stress, and friction in a friendly way. You have friendly tension, friendly pressure, friendly stress, friendly friction. It's like the difference between being punched and being massaged. A punch is unfriendly, tension, pressure, stress, and friction. A massage has the same 
kind of movement, but it's friendly. And so as you go through the asanas, the kriyas, the pranayams, and all of that, from the inside and from the outside, you're creating that friendly tension, pressure, stress, and friction, which is then stretching and tuning the myofascial network in your body. So that those signals that are coming in through the universal mind, the signals that are coming in from your circle of friends, the signals that are coming in from society at large, the signals that are coming in from that ancestral lineage, are able to be then assim assimilated and assembled into the angles and triangles that you will then need to build your future. My, let me put it, not so exclusive, one of my all-time favorite medical diagrams the kundalini ganesha which in medical terms is called sympathetic and parasympathetic pelvic autonomic nerve plexus this is your pelvis this is your spine. This is the sacral ver portion of your spine. The ears of Ganesha. The trunk of Ganesha. The eyes of Ganesha. And this looks like the hands with the fingers embedded into that incredible consciousness. But this is actually a medical graphic. But it looks like Ganesh. It looks like the head of Ganesh. And it is, in metaphysical terms, the core source of Kundalini rising. The sympathetic and parasympathetic pelvic autonomic nerve plexus is the Kundalini at rest. It's a reality. It's not a mythology. I like to speak in real terms. I like to make things practical and pragmatic. Because that's what allows you to have a life that's not only attainable, but it is explainable. When you put your pressure in here, and when you're releasing that pressure upward by using the diaphragm, and you're breathing with that diaphragm so that that, pr that pressure upward is being drawn upward. That breath in the diaphragm stimulates that movement upward. And that movement upward is an incredible amount of inspiration. That's what the diaphragm's peptides and hormones and, and proteins and peptides uh, lipids. <laughs> There's four things that all of our cellular system secretes. Peptides, hormones, lipids, and proteins. And the frequency, the resonance of those peptides, hormones, lipids, and proteins 
will determine the flavor of the moment. Is the moment doubtful, fearful, anxious, or is the moment hopeful, inspired, enthusiastic, and amongst all of the other sensations that can be a part of it? These are all chemistries. These are not philosophies. Each one of these parts of your body is secreting all of those chemicals. They're real. And so in that reality, your body all held together by the myofascial network is communicating throughout continuously. You have 30 to 70 trillion cells depending upon the size of your body. And all of those cells are communicating with each other through chemistry, electricity, and sound resonance. Chemistry through the bloodstream. Electricity through the nerves. And resonance through the myofascial network. This is a phenomenon. And today you sit in between the sun and the moon. A perfect time to take advantage of all three of those communications. Mercury is in retrograde, so communication is depleted. A perfect time to take care of all of those communications. Right now, the, the sun is throwing off plasmic eruptions at the speed of 4 million miles per hour. Unreal speeds. These are electrical storms. So the electricity of our nervous system is highly motivated. The chemistry of our blood system is highly motivated through the magnetics and, and gravitational pulls of the sun and the moon. And the resonance of our inner system is highly motivated, highly stimulated. This is what is called the perfect storm. These kinds of times can be the most magnificent of storms, the most benevolent of storms, or if you catch the storm incorrectly, they can be the most malevolent of storms. That's why the most people say, oh God, Mercury in retrograde again. Oh God, la, 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 la. Oh dear, the, 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 the lunar eclipse. Oh dear. Oh dear, the solar storms. Oh dear. It's happening anyway. Why don't you make a oh yeah instead of an oh dear? You have a choice. Make a choice. Because you have a choice, make a choice. And that is today's world. The world of today is the world of making a choice. And that choice 
can then enable you to rejoice if you use your inner voice. I'm rhyming on purpose just to <laughs> have it sink in because you remember rhymes more than you remember just prose. Poetry over prose. This is that opportunity. This moment, this day, this time. This day very specifically, this time radically. Because if you're not paying attention, you're not feeling it. But if you are paying attention, you can feel the dread that's in the world of today. You can feel the dread. Okay? That's half the picture. Because for every action, there's an equal reaction. So if you can feel the dread, the hope is there. It reminds me of the story of the little child that got stuck in a barn. Everybody's looking around for, where's the kid? Where's the child? Where's the kid? Oh my God, the child's lost. And Later on in the day, they, get, they, they end up in the barn and they, oh, there it is. And the child was over in the horse stalls, down on its hands and knees, digging through the manure. What are you doing, the adults all said. The pony's got to be here somewhere, the little child said, because this stuff is fresh. So in the middle of all of the manure of life, look for the pony. Because the pony's got to be there somewhere. That stuff doesn't make itself. And so in the midst of your dread, and I too have it, because I too wake up after having been unconscious, for the night and I wake up and I've got to reset myself for the day and if I don't reset myself for the day then I carry that dread through the day compound it the next night compound it the next night pretty soon I am dreadful and when I get dreadful enough I'll be depressed no different than anyone else and so oftentimes, what I do is I do whatever it is that enables me to undo that. And one of the things that enables me to undo that most effectively is to play music and to chant. I could also go for a hike. I could also go to the mountains. I could also go, I could do any number of things. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.